0: Welcome to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Elliot Berlin, and I'm here with today's co-host, Angelica Ortiz. She is the Informed Pregnancy researcher, writer, and producer, and she's finishing her chiropractic studies. Almost done.
1: Yeah, really close.
0: And uh, specializing in pre- and postnatal care. Welcome back.
1: Thank you. I'm glad, happy to be here.
0: Our guests today are Lilith Sarkisian. She's a labor and delivery nurse and childbirth educator, completing her studies at Frontier Nursing University to become a certified nurse midwife. What a what a journey. Finally. Finally. How yeah. long has the program been?
2: Oh the program's only three years, but I've been wanting to do that since I was nine.
0: Oh wow. Yeah. So. I want to find out more about that shortly (laughs) Um, because to me, labor and delivery nurses are like the heroes, the unsung heroes of childbirth, and you know so much, and you do so much. Yes. Uh, I think especially before people have their first baby, they assume their doctor is going to do everything, Uh, but they don't. It's you guys. So, um, and today we're going to talk about uh, a specific type of labor that goes very quickly Mm -hmm. And um, the ones who are normally tasked with figuring out where we are in labor are the labor and delivery nurses. So you have some good intel, and we want it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our other guest today is Anna Anisimova Schaefer. And uh, did I get that right?
2: Yes, you did. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect.
0: Uh, And uh, you are a wife. You are a mom. You are a model and actor. And uh, I'm really excited for your uh, first leading role. The film is called Elizabeth Blue, and it's about a young schizophrenic woman planning her wedding. That has got to be difficult to play.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes, it you was. Since
0: are not schizophrenic.
1: Uh, Yeah, it was very challenging. But the writer-director is schizophrenic, so I got Mm -hmm. to really sort of see it firsthand and use him as my inspiration. Oh, wow.
0: That's an incredible way to get ready for a role. Um, (laughs) I only saw so far the trailer, and I'm already glued, so I can't wait to see it. Thank you for joining us. You've been on the podcast before.
1: I have.
0: You're on the episode called The Pregnancy Taboos. It's one of our earlier episodes, and it's still up there, and it's one of the most popular episodes. (laughs) Uh, We had Dr. Jay Goldberg of Cedars-Sinai Medical Center, and we sort of threw at him all these different questions about things that you're supposedly not allowed to do, not allowed to touch, eat, drink, think about while you are pregnant. And he addressed each one and gave his general, mellow, calm thoughts about it. So it's a very popular episode. Uh, we didn't think you were going to make it because uh, we invited you to be a guest. But it was sort of around the time you were due. And
1: uh, Yeah, it- I was... Uh, three days past my due date at that podcast, <laughs> I was very big and very uncomfortable.
0: And you were already sort of dilating, so we thought there's no way you're going to make it, no problem. But then the morning of, you're like, hey, <laughs> I'm still here, so, uh, and I'm bored. So you came on down and we try to entertain you, but instead you sort of entertain us because uh, you told us all the different things you were trying to get the baby out of you. <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, well, do you remember some of the things you tried?
1: Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. I, well, I drank that tea that you told me to drink.
0: The red raspberry leaf?
1: By the gap, Like <laughs> It was ridiculous how okay. much tea I drank. Just
0: to know that's more of a tonic to strengthen your uterus so that when labor begins, it's like effective.
1: But there are all these articles that say that it actually helps induce labor as well. Mm. So I really tried that. Okay.
0: Buckets of red uh, raspberry. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, my husband and I...
0: Got got it on. uh, (laughs) Yeah, a lot. Was that difficult at the end of pregnancy?
1: Yes, because you're huge and you're tired and everything hurts and you just want the baby out. It's like the last thing I wanted to do, but I was like, wait, I heard this works. Like you have to, we have to do this. And you (laughs) said
0: that wasn't working. That
1: wasn't working. Oh, I walked five miles every day. I did squats. My mom called me. She's Russian. She's like, you know, I moved furniture, and that's how you came. And I was like, okay. I moved some furniture. That <laughs> no didn't way.
0: work. Really? It was necessary. No, no <laughs> question. Did she just need some furniture moved? or
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe she didn't like where my couch was. I don't know. <laughs> but shui. nothing really worked. And I think what I learned from that process is the baby will come when the baby's ready.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like you just that's have to exactly. kind of – and I, I also learned that during labor. Like it – as we'll get into, but.
0: Yeah, because during the the podcast, Pregnancy Taboos, you were just saying that didn't work and that didn't work and that didn't work and your doctor happened to be dr jay goldberg who mm-hmm. was our guest and uh, i was uh, scheduled to come to your birth and do something mm-hmm. and uh, i was there as well so you could have just had the baby in the studio and in fact i should
3: have. You should have i think we
0: might even play this clip back but occasionally you get up and you're just walking around grunting <laughs> you can also tell she's a very
1: happy person most of the time and look at her now <laughs> <laughs> so something's going
0: on something's happening this is for real <laughs> and we're all talking about, oh, so can you do your nails? Can you get your hair dyed? And, you know, all the different pregnancy. Can you eat deli meats? And occasionally we just hear you walking around doing little grunts.
1: Because I was so uncomfortable. I wasn't – it's not – I wasn't really feeling anything. I was just – my back was killing me and I was just mm. hot. Yeah. And my, my stomach was weirdly to the side. Yeah. It wasn't like it, – it was just completely – it looked it looked so strange. But it was fully to the side and it was just – uncomfortable well and who was the other there was a doula there oh yeah i think maria she kept uh rubbing my like ankle and pressing on the, that mm-hmm. that that pressure pressure point, point. Mm-hmm. she's like this this will get this will help you <laughs> <laughs> guess what guess what yeah. so, it did yeah
0: because the next time i heard from you uh, <laughs> i think it was a text message saying had the baby and it was only a couple hours after we left the studio <laughs> yes. so what happened when we left <laughs>
1: Okay. So,
0: uh let's just say this. You you did, you had a quick birth and and what I want to talk about today on the on the pos- podcast is called precipitous labor where your baby just comes out very quickly under, you know, under a few hours. And most people, first-time moms when I ask them, what do you want from from your birth? They always say, I want a quick labor. I want to just I just want it quick. And then women who have really quick labor actually say, that was way too quick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's hear how yours went.
1: So we left the podcast at 8.30. P.M. Uh, P.M. Okay. I am so happy I wasn't driving <laughs> because about 20 minutes into my drive home, oh, two things happened, and it was... Very strange. Um, We were driving, and all of a sudden I saw a lot of helicopters and lights and, like, police cars. Just like, oh, my God, what's happening? And as I see this this man basically raise his hands, covered in blood with police people pointing guns at him. As I'm seeing this, and maybe that's what (laughs) induced my—I don't know. Maybe, like, the shock and anxiety of that. But as I'm seeing this, another thing happens— and I feel a lot of pain. And I sort of grab onto the to the seat of the car. And I close my eyes and I'm like, oh. And so the guy that was driving me, he, like, looks over and he's like, "Uh," He's trying to pay attention to, like, what's happening on the street and trying to go around it. And he's looking at me and he's like, what? what? I was like, I'm pretty sure I just had my first contraction. <laughs> I was like, just, just take me home as the contraction was over and it was it wasn't like oh I think it was a contraction Uh I was like no this was a this I could not talk through it I started sweating there's like nail marks in my seat Mm. so I call my doula I call Anna Paula and I say um hey so I, I had my first contraction and uh I think it's a game time, and I'm going to go home and sort of follow our plan. And our plan was like light candles, take a bath, Mm -hmm. have a glass of wine, relax, put on music. And so she says to me, quick question, how bad was the contraction? Um, And I said, it was bad. And as I'm saying it was bad, I have another one on the phone with her. And as soon as it's over, she says, okay, um, do me a favor. (laughs) Don't go home go to the hospital. And I was like, but I'm so close to being home. Like, <laughs> let me just go take a shower. Like I have a plan. I have like a dress I want to put on. <laughs> oh. I want to grab my bag. I want to <laughs> wash my face. She's like, no. Go to the hospital. I'm like, fine. Hang up. Did not listen to her. So, go home as I'm getting into the house, I have another contraction. As, so, as I'm having, when I, like, open the door and I scream, my husband comes running down. He's <laughs> like, what? I was like, get the bag. It's go time. No. And he was like, well, he kind of got completely lost. He's like, oh, oh, okay. So, grabbed his bag. Not my bag. <laughs> no. And I was like, You're drunk. there was a lot of <laughs> cursing happening. And so, finally, we get in the car. We get in the car. I have another contraction. And so, now they're coming quite frequent. And they're really intense. I mean, there's no buildup. It's like getting hit on the head with a hammer mm. and they're mm. they're really really intense and really painful but then when they're over you're kind of okay you're like oh my god this is insane and then they <laughs> come again so in the car i lived really close to cedars um so it took us maybe and that hour i don't know 10 minutes but I had a few in the car. And I remember pulling into the garage. I was like, if I have another one in the car, I'm going to die. So <laughs> i was like, he pulls in. And there's the garage was like, it wasn't closed, but there was like no, no valet. So he's like, I need to park. So I jump out of the car. And I'm standing by the elevators. And he goes to park. And so another one comes. And I get oh, on no. my knees. And I like get on all fours. And I'm breathing through it. And then I lift my head. And he's walking. Towards me, not yeah, running, uh-huh. walking, like slowly walking. <laughs> so I look up and I'm like, what the thing <laughs> is wrong with you? <laughs> like, this baby's coming. As I'm yelling and cursing at him, I turn around and there's like four pregnant women standing behind me. I guess they just came out of like a class or oh. something. So I was like, "This is gonna be you.
3: <laughs> this is gonna happen
1: to you. Get ready. It's terrible." So they're like mortified, and he's like, "Okay, stop talking. <laughs> get in the elevators." So then he takes me to the wrong floor. Oh no! And I'm just more. I think I had one, another one in the elevator. We get, <laughs> we get to a, uh, we get to the third floor, and I. I throw myself onto the table of the reception, and I was like, "I'm having a baby," and she's like, "Okay, calm down. Like, is this your first child?" I'm like, "It's my, it's coming," and she's like, "Okay, we're gonna get you into a triage." I was like, "Listen, this baby's coming." So then I have like two in front of her, and she's like, "Oh, they're <laughs> they're close. Okay, get her in a room." Because yeah, so they
0: must be just a couple minutes apart. It, yeah. it, it
1: was yeah, it was it was. If you have two
0: in the car, you're fast so close. And
1: furious, <laughs> and so I go into the room. And they check, and they're like, "Your nine centimeters dilated. Get her doctor here and now. Like you're gonna, you're gonna be pushing soon." And then is when it got really intense. Like I thought it was intense, and in, like the car and like the the garage, but <clears throat> it got really intense when I was in the room. And
0: can I ask you a question? When they checked you? Did you have an idea of how dilated you thought you might be?
1: I thought I must be in transition because of the amount of pain I was in. You know, it, it was so intense and I wasn't really timing my contractions, but they seemed longer than...
0: The, like they were lasting a long oh, time. But I, a I would say
1: a minute. Yeah. But again, when you're in pain, a minute, two minute, minutes, 30 seconds, I don't know.
0: But it's so, only been like an hour.
1: It's only, well, yeah, it it was, yeah, it was it, it was an hour of labor. And so, so I started throwing up from the pain. Mm-hmm. And I remember it so, I'm like, I remember exactly. It was like I threw up once. And my mom told me that when she was in labor with me, she's like, I threw up three times. My water broke and I had you. Mm-hmm. Well, guess wow. what? I threw up three times. On the third time that I threw up, my water broke. <laughs> And Dr. Uh, Goldberg came in at that moment, and I I looked at Anna Paula, and I said, if I have to go through one more contraction, I'm just going to die. And she was like, <laughs> okay. So I, she's like, I hear this a lot, and that means you're probably ready to push. And at that moment, he came in, and he's like, it's go time. <laughs> I pushed three times. I pushed twice, and then her, like, head was out. And then wow. – I was like, I'm, I'm gonna. I was like, I feel her head there. I'm going to push, and he was like, You can't push. Like, wait till the contraction. Like, mm-hmm. feel, l- listen to your body. And I was like, No, I'm, I'm gonna push now. And so I tried to push not during contraction. And my, my husband's like, You looked so silly because you were trying so hard, but nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Like, she didn't move. And he's like, Yeah, I told you. Like, wait. And I was like, <laughs> oh, Fine. So then. The contraction came, and I I remember I kept warning people. I'm like, there's one coming, like, because you would feel (laughs) it. I was like, it's coming, it's coming. And then it would happen, and I would scream. And so third push, she came out. Mm -hmm. And then if she was nine pounds, and they, like, put her on me, This, and within seconds she latched on. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was – there wasn't – because it happened so fast, there wasn't, like – um. It wasn't peaceful. Like there wasn't like, oh my god, my baby. I think I started cracking up and saying, oh my god, she's so fat. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I after it was, I, I bled out a lot and and I had stitches. It was just this like really, like, I was shocked and it was slightly unpleasant. And then I had stitches and then I bled out and it, it there was a lot happening right after. It wasn't until hours later that they brought me into my room with her that I was like, "I'm a mom," and I started like Aww. crying. And but at first it, there wasn't that like, "Oh my god, my baby!" It was like, "Ha she's fat!" Oh my god, I'm bleeding! Oh my god, I have stitches! What's happening? And there was a lot of people mm-hmm. because my blood pressure went up, so they were all concerned. Um, but it, it, yeah, it was under two hours, and
0: it's your first baby, and
1: it was my first. Yeah, so I don't.
0: How, how – because you have friends <laughs> that had babies around the same time with you. On average, how long were their labors?
1: Well, Sarah's was 20-something hours, um, and Casey had a baby after me. Hers was eight hours. Mm-hmm. But – and then everyone else I knew was like 12, 17. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of friends of mine were like a full day. Some friends were like, we went to the hospital, and then we went to sleep. I'm like, you went to sleep. <laughs> like, we woke <laughs> up, and then I was like, what? They're like, I So it was – It was definitely really intense. And listen, I don't know how longer labor is. I've never been through it. But in my plan, there was something really nice about, you know, the beginning stages of labor where they're like minutes apart and you could take a bath or shower and like be with your husband and kind of mentally get ready for it and emotionally prepare. And also something physically happens where like your body's like releasing the right chemicals, and it's like it's building up. But when it happens like that, I feel like your body's like, "What the? Just what, what, what just happened?" And then it's just go time, and it's almost like my body was trying to catch up with the whole. Like it was happening. Obviously, my body was doing it, but or maybe my mind was trying to catch up to what was actually happening.
0: And also, I guess what's interesting to say is, the last did you see Doctor Goldberg the, that morning?
1: Well, I saw him. That afternoon, and he was like, oh, I'm seeing you in, like, two hours for the podcast. And I was like, yeah.
0: Did he check your cervix at that appointment?
1: He did.
0: Do you know? Because you were already, like, pretty far along without It was weird. I was dilating,
1: like, without being in, without feeling any contractions or anything. I was, I think, like, four. But he thought, he kept, because I was four three weeks before. Before Mm. I had the baby, and he's like, "I've never seen anything like this. Like, have you ever had any surgery?" Well, what I remembered way after I had her is that I had a leap, Mm.
3: Mm.
1: and my doctor said that that's probably why you were so dilated because the leap is on your cervix, and a
0: leap is to like freeze off. Oh yeah, uh, it's like where they uh, yeah.
1: yeah. So they said that that
2: might have been why. I was so dy- I, don't. I I've seen a lot of abnormal or, or unusual things happen with women who have a history of leap actually They go from the typical scenario is no labor, no labor we're waiting they're closed and then all of a sudden it's just very quickly will happen. So when it's time, it just goes. So, yeah. but in your case, it is a little unusual that you were already walking. dilated and nothing was happening. And right. Then all yeah, of a walking sudden, around it
0: did. at four <laughs> centimeters. Right. Yeah. Walking.
1: I like literally when I would tell people like, "Oh, I'm four centimeters." They were like, "Get out of like, go They're away! Like, like, the baby's gonna drop <laughs> out any minute." I was like, "No, I, I there's nothing," and also she was really high. Mm-hmm. So like, even though I was dilated, the baby's really high up. So he was like, "She's still pretty high," and right. I was like. Can't you just, like, push, <laughs> push her, her down. down a little bit?
0: That's usually your job. Yeah. Um, do you sometimes see the the post-leap the opposite happen, where the cervix doesn't really want to dilate?
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It won't for a long time, and then when it decides to, it will. Oh, just so booms. It just yeah. boom. It just boom. It tends to just be a, we're waiting, waiting, waiting. People start thinking that's not going to happen. And then it does, and it goes very quickly. Oh, that's, that's the experience I've had. After but your ladies. mother also had precipitous labor,
1: right? With her second, though. Oh, okay. So with her first, she was. it was eight hours with her first. And then with me, it was under two hours, and it was so similar. Like, she was like, I threw up three times. Third time I threw up, my water broke, and then I had <laughs> you, like, minutes later. And it was exactly what happened with, with me. So and your
0: birth was a lot like your birth
1: exactly it was like (laughs) identical and I just I also remember so well when my water broke I looked at the nurse in the room and I said as my friend told me I said I heard that when when your water breaks it gets worse it gets more Mm -hmm. painful I said true or false and she looks at me (laughs) she's like "Um." and I felt like she didn't really want to say true but she was like well and I I, I remember (laughs) looking at her being like oh and then (laughs) then another one came and I dived because the whole time I was in labor I was actually standing and then every time that a contraction would come I would dive into the pillow and like moan into the pillow
3: Mm.
1: and for me it was really nice because then when the contraction was over I would stand again and do like my hula hoop motions and (gasps) Mm -hmm. try to move my body and I remember Anna Paula being like that's right like move your body feel I was like I was like, I just don't want to do this anymore. And then another contraction would come and I'd like dive into the pillow. But it was always my plan to not have any medication or pain Mm -hmm. control or anything. So it was great. I I don't think I would even have time for that. Mm.
0: It doesn't sound like you would have had time. Yeah. but Or, you know, by the time that it it starts to kick in, your baby probably would have been out.
1: I think – in terms of that, I think I'm just m- more scared of a needle going into my spine than mm-hmm. I am of pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd rather just deal with the pain, and also with all the research I've done, I just, for me, I just that's what I wanted.
0: I know, I know that you have a high pain tolerance. Um, oh, and,
1: do, you, do you? Yeah,
0: I <laughs> test it all the time. But I, um, but then it's interesting because you said I assumed I was in transition because the pain was so intense. And you know, if I say the pain's so intense, I'm just a wimpy guy. So you know, that's probably not a whole lot of pain. But when you say the pain's intense, I know that means things are really um, strong.
1: I mean, I think the pain has to be intense if you're if you start to throw up from it. Like yeah. I threw up the from the pain. I yeah. wasn't nauseous. I was mm-hmm. I was throwing up from the pain. And by the way, let me just say this. I would do it again if someone told me, like, you're pregnant and it's guaranteed you're going to have a fast labor. Like, do you want to go to the hospital early, get an epidural? I'd say, no, maybe I'll go to the hospital early, but I, I I will do it exactly the same way because it was magical. As awful as it was at points, the end result and how I felt and how – the I, it was – I wouldn't change it for anything.
0: Yeah, I mean – as a doula and body worker, I've seen a lot of people go through labor, a lot of women go through labor, and and it seems like labor does get to that intensity for most people, but it, you, like you said, you have a chance to get used to it. You have mm-hmm. a chance for... Your body to sort of ease into it, have contractions that are longer and spaced, and spaced uh, shorter and spaced apart, longer, and um, they're not so intense. And as you get used to it, it kind of kicks in more, and more oxytocin, less adrenaline, and it just kicks in to a deeper phase. Uh, Lily, you're also a childbirth educator, in mm-hmm. addition to being uh, a labor and delivery nurse, and now almost a midwife. Um, what do you tell people in, in labor and delivery? I mean, f- let me ask you this question. Do you have an idea of what an average first birth, how long it takes of from the time labor starts till the baby's out?
2: Well, it it is different for every woman. So we can't, you know, say exactly. And if you look at the old studies where they you would use the Friedman criteria, and we know that's outdated now. Um,
0: well, once so, you mention it, the free, it's like a, a curve of, how much labor we expect over a given period of time. Yeah,
2: he uh, anticipated that you would, once you were in active labor, your cervix would change or would need to change at least one centimeter per hour. And if it wasn't doing that, then something was wrong and things needed to be speeded up. Um, and it, we know that that's not necessarily true. It can take yeah, one, two, centimeter uh, hour. one you know, half a centimeter an hour is a little more realistic. So it is... Reasonable to say that for a first-time mom, that first stage of labor, that latent phase before you get to six centimeters or four centimeters, it can take hours. Mm-hmm. You know, it can take 20 hours for some people. It's just really slow. And what I tell people um, in my childbirth education classes, you know, you're having a contraction every 30 to 40 minutes. Let's say when it first starts. So these women will say, "I was in labor for two days." It's kind of false in the sense of the first 12 hours, you only really had, you know, 20 <laughs> Five contractions, contractions. Or, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's not that many. Right. And I try to get them to realize it in practical terms. But, yeah, once it picks up and you do go into active labor, anywhere between, you know – Five to ten hours is a normal – right. I'm just guessing. It's yeah. just kind of like a number I'm throwing out
0: there. So two is pretty Sounds quick. So two right. is very, very quick. Mm. Especially <laughs> for first, so uh, first Yes, baby. for
2: a first baby. So on average, you know, 12 to 20 hours is a normal first-time mom – I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Uh, what you can't see on the on the podcast is that Lilith is pretty uh, pregnant right now. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm doing about two weeks. And you're doing two weeks, oh, wow.
0: and so if you get up and start grunting, um, <laughs> we know it's happening later tonight. Um, you're doing a couple of weeks, and also this is baby number three for you. Yes. We're going to take a little break, but when we come back, I want to find out how your first uh, couple of births went Mm -hmm. and then also get more information from you about when somebody's in labor how can they sort of benchmark where they are and how fast things are progressing? Join us right here on the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. We're just going to take a very quick break. Welcome back to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elliot Berlin. Today's co-host, Angelica Ortiz, and our guests, Anna Anisimova Schaefer and Lilith Sarkisian. Welcome back. So, Lilith, you're very pregnant right now, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you already have two kids. How are your labors in delivery? Um,
2: I would say my first one was sort of, sort of typical, and the second one very... Atypical. (laughs)
0: Were you already working L&D with your first?
2: Yes, I was. You were. Um, I was, I believe, working there for about three years at the time already. And um, now- six, I guess, because my first one's three. She's going to turn three this upcoming month. Oh, wow. It's been a busy
0: couple of years for you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh.
2: So with my first baby, I remember being pregnant and my um, nursing friends asked me, well, what type of labor do you want? And I would always tell them that, um, you know, in an ideal world, I want uninterrupted, just easy labor, fast, ideally. But whatever happens, I would tell them that I want to get to the hospital when I'm nine centimeters. And then just, you know, because I didn't want a lot of interventions. And that's how you would prevent a lot of interventions is if you get there when it's almost time to birth. And uh, we would laugh and say, ha, that's nice. (laughs) That like that's going to happen. But that's actually what ended up happening with my first baby. So around midnight, I started having contractions. And um, my husband Slept through them <laughs> all the way until 7 a.m. I was really uncomfortable. I kept getting up and going to the bathroom, and I'd lost my mucus prologue about two days before that. Um, and uh, and at around 7 a.m. in the morning, I woke him up and I said, you know, I can't sit or lay down anymore we need to go for a walk. And he said, Oh, okay. <laughs> well, Are roughly. you punishing me waking me up this early in the morning because I was sleeping? I said, No, I didn't need you at that time. But I need you now We need to go for a walk. So we proceeded to go for about a mile and a half. And we're walking towards one of my nursing friends homes um, because in my head she's going to be home uh, and she's going to check me and tell me how far along I am because I don't want to go to the hospital too early. That was my big thing. I don't don't want to go when I'm two centimeters. So we get there and my friend's not home. Oh. <laughs> and so we proceed to walk back. But the whole time that we're walking, every two to three minutes I'm getting a contraction. They're very regular. I stop in the middle of the road, breathe through them, keep walking, breathe through them, keep walking. And um, I threw up once at home. I threw up a second time in um, the middle of the street when all of this was happening. Oh, Oh, no. Um, On our way back, my husband decided that he wanted to um, have a bagel. And so we (laughs) go into this bagel shop, and I very badly wanted to eat something because I haven't eaten anything all night. And And you've been throwing up. Yeah, but I, I want to eat, but my body is saying no. And that's one of the signs that you would know you're in labor because you're not going to be hungry. Your body's not getting those signals of I want a grilled cheese sandwich, you know?
0: When you're in active labor. When you're in
2: active labor, the last thing you want to do is eat. So, yeah, I was like, I can't eat anything. I went to the bathroom. But when a... your
0: wife is in active labor, that's <laughs> <was laughs> a great time for Bagel, bagel. time. Yeah. time.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: so there was a lady I remember there who asked me um, – you know, when's your due date? And I was like, four days ago. <laughs> I'm thinking in my head, I'm having a baby today. And I remember in retrospect, telling the story to my friends. And they were. I was like, why did she ask me that? Didn't she see I was laboring? And she's like, no, because why would you be at a bagel shop? Yeah, you were going to have a baby. Labor. You should be at the hospital. Anyway, we got home. One of my other nursing friends did meet up with me at home and she checked me and she said, Lilith, you're seven centimeters. You have a bulging bag, which is like your Bag of waters can break soon. You should go to the hospital. And like Anna, my husband grabbed a bunch of things and threw them in a trash bag. And they were a bunch of socks. And uh, that's it, really. (laughs) (laughs) We had no other change of clothes. Um, And the whole time we were driving to the hospital, we thought, oh, my gosh, maybe I'm going to have the baby in the car. But when I got to the hospital, my doctor met me there, and he said I was 9 centimeters. Uh Wow. Exactly Nine what I wanted bad. to happen. Yeah. The baby was still high. My water wasn't broken. And I I really, I knew that if your water breaks, you're going to have more painful contractions. Yeah. That <laughs> is true. Your nurse sort of said yes. <laughs> well, she you. wanted to
1: say yes, but I, I, she could tell that if
2: she said yes, I'm... I, potentially would punch her yeah (laughs) so she was afraid to say yes this is true (laughs) and so um dr chin asked me well do you want to me to break your bag of water because you're uncomfortable and if i do that you're already so far along you'll just you know have the baby soon i said no (laughs) because i thought i can't deal with the contractions even stronger than this but um i labored for about an hour like that and he rechecked me and i was still nine so I said, fine, break the bag of water. He broke the bag of water, and I was so scared to push with my first baby that I thought I was going to tear. I just, you know, labored like that for another hour, and I had no urge to push. I was just like, no. (laughs) (laughs) And then finally I got over it. I pushed for about 30 minutes, and she was born, and it was fine. Wow. So that was my first labor, and it was
0: I think that's the, that really yeah, yeah, that's,
2: that's, that's the one that people really want. Yeah, that's the one they
0: want. They don't want the two-hour. Yeah, they
1: mm-hmm. think they
0: want the two-hour, but they like that little build-up with a little donut, a bagel shop stuff.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did yeah. yours begin? Your contractions begin like really intensely, also. Like I had the contractions the night before, and then they went away. And that's why my husband slept that night, too, because he thought the same thing was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they s- kind of slowly started. But once they started, they were every – I was using an app on my phone. You know, every, like, four to five minutes, three to four minutes. And then it just kind of stayed like that. Okay. And then so never yours was more gradual. Away. Yeah, it was gradual. But it that intense transition, I think, that Anna was talking about where you really move from 8 to 10 centimeters, I, there was probably feeling that in the car and at the hospital, but it didn't – Just felt more continuous and gradual, building up. And you're used to it because it's a slow buildup. Right. Yes. So that is true. (laughs) And your body is designed to deal with labor. So, you know, more oxytocin more um, Yeah, I feel like my body had no time hormone. to oxi- like there was no I was like where it was
1: oxytocin like it's not there it's not building <laughs> and like and, and but by the time it was to, to put I mean the adrenaline when I actually what I didn't say is the pushing didn't hurt yeah it did not hurt mm. I felt pressure but I feel like there's so much adrenaline mm-hmm. that that's like the least painful part and I tore and I it, did, it still didn't hurt yeah. do a lot oh. of
0: people say that
2: um, you're like no <laughs> Well, I would also say that it's this precipitous labor or one woman come in and they're completely unmedicated, just all natural at the hospital. I feel like that doesn't happen a lot. And so you don't necessarily get to see it, at least not at Cedars, because we, we have a, a higher epidural rate than... Well, I think it's the same everywhere. <laughs> but um, and I... I I wish that's one of the things that I would do because I work in labor and delivery. The baby's born. And about two hours later, we transfer them to postpartum. So when they're reflecting on their birth stories and how they felt, as you said, it was a couple hours later, I don't get to hear that part, mm. you know. So at that very moment, they might not say that because they're so in shock and they're enamored by their baby and so many other things are going on. They're not like, oh, that didn't hurt. Yeah. So, um, you know, but your body has natural endorphins, you know that make you feel good as labor is happening. So I think there's a a truth to that, yeah.
0: How was your second birth experience?
2: (laughs) My second birth was very different. (laughs) So um, I went eight days past my due date with my second baby. Ooh, even longer. And uh, my doctor kept wanting to check me, and I said, no, the baby will come when it comes. And I thought it was gonna be very similar to the first one, because I kept saying, oh, it doesn't matter. With the first baby, I didn't have an urge to push. I was so scared to push. You know, I had to get into that mindset. The same thing's going to happen with the second one. So I said, even if I have a fast labor, I'll still make it to the hospital in time to push the baby. Well, it was very different. So <laughs> my <laughs> contraction started around 11 p.m., maybe like closer to midnight, actually. And um, I labored in the bathroom for a little bit, took a shower, which I didn't get to do with my first baby. So I was like, let me do that with this one. They kind of went away, but I don't think the shower really helped me. I got out of the shower and they kind of sort of stopped. But before that, they were every two to three minutes, very intense. And I remember texting my cousin saying – it's going to happen tonight. I just don't know when. And that was the last text message that I sent to them. But I wasn't telling them, come. You know, they were my as my last birth, or meet me somewhere. So I st- still thought that I had a lot of time. And when I called one of our nurses – to give her heads up that I was most likely going to come to the hospital that night. Um, and I talked to her over the phone. She said, you know, you don't really sound like you're in labor right now. And I said, I feel the same way. So we hung up and my husband said, let's just go to the hospital. Why can't you just labor in the hospital? And I said, no, it's not time. Too early. And after I said that, about 15 minutes later, I started having very intense contractions for about an hour. I had to breathe through them. It was very painful. I'm leaning over. They're taking over me. I cannot talk through them. They're very, very intense. And so about an hour of that, I start thinking, maybe I should go to the hospital now. <laughs> it's time. And my body starts doing this. Natural shaking thing that you you will see a lot of women do right before they're about to have a baby. They don't really know why that happens. Everybody's always like, oh, she's cold. But it's not. It's just I believe that there's a change in the hormones and Mm -hmm. your legs and thighs kind of just uncontrollably shake. It sometimes looks like a seizure. Yeah, Yeah. it did happen to me. So that is a very typical sign of she's about to have a baby. And so that started that shivering. Yeah, started happening to me. And that's when I called my friend back and I said, it's happening. <laughs> like, I'm, And you could tell in my tone of voice that I should have already been at the hospital at this point, but now it's too late. So we're in our apartment. I'm trying to scramble and leave. But the contractions are like every two to three minutes. They're very intense. They're about a minute and a half long. And... Um, I get to the bathroom, you know, use the restroom again. By the, I have another contraction. Wash my hands. Have another contraction. Go to the living room. Have another contraction. (laughs) Get to the door. Have another (sighs) contraction. Like it's taking me five or six contractions over the course of twenty minutes to actually leave the house. Oh wow! And so we get to the car. This time we had a bag packed and in the car ready to go. And as one of my legs (laughs) is about to. Like I'm, I mean, I'm thinking, how am I gonna sit through a 20 minute car ride? I'm so uncomfortable. But as I'm about to sit in the car, has not happened yet. I tell my husband, go get some towels because if my water breaks, I should be sitting on towels. That's what I was sitting on last time. So as he comes out with towels. I yell, ah, like really loud. My water just broke. Oh wow. Oh no. And I'm wearing this long skirt and it's all wet. And I look at him. I'm like. I have to change? And he goes, get in the car. (laughs) (laughs) So I sit on the towels that he brought in the car, and um, he proceeds to drive. He's driving very quickly on the freeway. We live in Sherman Oaks. Wait,
0: no uh, no bagel? Mm
2: -hmm. No bagel this time. Although, he did have some pudding (laughs) with him. No kidding. That uh, as he's driving... (laughs) He thought that he was going to snack on, and I was like, throw Mm
0: -mm. that out.
2: (laughs) So, yeah, he did have some food with him. There's always
0: room for jello and pudding.
2: Yeah, no. I made him get rid of it. And then he said, oh, I knew Lilith was really in labor because she didn't care that I littered and threw that outside the window. (laughs) (laughs) Because normally I would have killed him for doing that. But, yeah. He gets on the freeway. He's trying to call my – Friend Haley, who's the nurse at Cedars, who's we've been in contact with back, and um, on the freeway, he's trying to make this phone call and driving super fast. It is at this point my water broke at two fifty five a.m. Um, and he exits. Well, sure, the whole time my eyes are closed and I am going. Mm. Um. <laughs> I'm just trying so hard not to push as I'm having a contraction because I feel like this baby is just going to come. There's just so much pressure, which is very different from my first labor Mm -hmm. because I was so scared. I didn't have an urge to push, and this time it was just uncontrollable. And so finally, he exits. I open my eyes. and I'm like, okay, we're on Wilshire. And I remember thinking, hmm, if he goes left, we can make it to UCLA. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, he keeps going down Wilshire, passes Westwood. And Haley's on the phone. And she keeps saying, just keep driving. Come to the hospital. And she has a team downstairs. The doc is there. And two other nurses are there. They're waiting for us to get there. And I'm telling him, pull over! It's gonna come out. <laughs> and he's just is like doesn't know who to listen to. <laughs> and eventually, I tell him, like just pull over. Like he's just, I, I want <laughs> <He> pull over <laughs> I won. to the side of the road. Uh, we don't really know exactly where, but it past Westwood and before the next big street. <laughs> um, it's 3 a.m. in the morning, and there's no one on on the road, and it's Wilshire Boulevard. And um. I remember putting my hand down and feeling like, okay, this baby's crowning. Like, there's a head there. Oh. And so he comes around, and for some reason, we, we had sterile gloves in the car because I work in labor and delivery. We also had a cord clamp, but he wasn't able to find that before we left the house. Mm. So he's he's trying to put on these gloves. <laughs> he hmm. thinks he has time. And so one of my legs is up on the dashboard, and the, the, the car, cars I told him, to lower the seat. And... Um, He saw, like, a little bit ahead, so he thought, oh, no, we're going to make it in time to go go to the hospital. So he proceeds to just go right back and sit in his (laughs) driver's seat. And um, as his hand is on the – what's that stick to, like, move it from drive to – Yeah, the gear selector. Yeah, the gear selector from park to drive. I say, I think the head's about to come out. And he turns around, (laughs) gets back out of the car, and he comes around. I wish you could see me doing this, but he says, and I see this – So there's a head between my legs. (laughs) Oh my god! He no longer cares about the gloves. He just is ready to (laughs) deliver the rest of the baby. And I don't tell him that I'm about to have another contraction. I just push, and the baby comes out, and he barely is able to catch the baby. Wow! And he's heard me talk so much at work and about skin to skin and what to do with the baby right afterwards. He just like took the baby and just put her on my on my chest and then quickly ran to sit in the car and keep driving, you know? <laughs> he's like, okay, baby's here. And um, so he's driving and I'm, we don't know the sex of the baby. We didn't know the first one. We didn't know this one. We had a girl and um, I said, well, what did we have? And he turned around and he said, who gives up? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? So I proceed to lift the baby up and I'm like, oh, it's a girl. <laughs> and as he had, had like placed her on me there was a little bit of like um, cord wrapped around her neck I don't think it was a nucle I think it was the way she came out and how he placed mm-hmm. her on me I like grabbed the towel I'm stimulating her Haley's on the phone on, on speaker and she's like Lilith I don't hear the baby crying put your hands on the umbilical cord is there pulsating and I'm just like oh the baby has good tone <laughs> it'll uh-huh. cry soon <laughs> I'm just very calm and collected well. um, never thought that something was going to happen or something wrong might you know something may go wrong um and so yeah i just That's you know Interesting.
0: pretty much everybody who i know who had a car birth
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh none of whom were planning to have a car birth
2: yeah you don't ever <laughs> want that
0: when, when you hear about it in retrospect it sounds like such a terrifying moment in in prespect like oh i don't want that but actually everybody who had a car birth that I know have had kind of a calm experience. It's it's a you know, he it's was, a little crazy just circumstantially. But in terms of the actual birth, there's not a whole lot of like lead up or fear or No.
2: No, I, he said he felt he, he had a moment of fear. My husband, Your and husband that, did then that he very quickly pushed that idea out of his head because yeah. he's like, I don't want that to take over me and then you know he was very calm, collected and you know, he And then was, you
0: went to the hospital.
2: I proceeded to give him directions on how to get to the hospital. <laughs>
0: you were also witness. Huh? So I want to ask these the, these questions because there's certain benchmarks in labor, right? That if you've never been in labor or watched people go through labor, um, you may not know about them. But you yeah. can share them with our audience, and we want like what are some of the signs that. You're in early labor what are some of the signs that now you're you've entered active labor mm-hmm. when's a good time to go to the hospital and how do you know when you're ready to push if you're not doing like cervical checks what are right. other things to sort of get you through those four
2: for the typical mom and you would think that I would know all those signs for my own labor but I missed them all both times um, a lot of what Anna actually talked about, are signs that you're going to see just in her case that they happen very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. But you, if you're not checking the cervix, I don't, most of the time, don't need to check someone's cervix. I could, You could just tell from looking at a woman kind of where she is. You're not exact, but you, you have a good guess.
0: We're listening to her.
2: Yeah, or listening to her. So her behavior and how she is dealing and coping with those contractions changes. She will go from talk, being able to talk through them. Which you were at a podcast and talking through them. <laughs> yeah. You're probably having early contractions, but just didn't feel them thing. Your pain tolerance is so high. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she can talk through them, and then she may have to pause and, and stop and actually um, go through the contraction without interruption. And then when she gets towards the end of labor, her um, physique kind of and the way she deals with the contraction and has to cope through it is very different. So she wants everyone around her to not talk during a contraction and just has to maybe close her eyes or do some rhythmic thing where she has to breathe through the contraction. And the breathing is key. But you could tell that, you know, it goes from being able to converse during a contraction to I have to now focus on my breathing, take in a deep breath, blow it out, deep breath, blow it out. Um So that's different. Also, her body posture kind of will change. So you go from being in an upright position to kind of as your contractions get more intense, leaning over Mm. on a uh, table or a bed or whatever that you may grab onto and just kind of swaying to when the baby is about to come, you will see women naturally get closer to the ground as oh, Anna described. Yeah, um, I and it. I don't know if there's like a physiological thing behind that, but like you don't want the baby to drop from three feet onto uh, the oh, that ground, could be, so yeah, that's maybe you're getting closer to the ground so there's less injury to baby. I don't know what the anthropological... I have a couple of moms <laughs> when they're
0: ready to push, they just drop wherever they are,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and they could be just in the middle of the floor. They will drop and finish labor there and push the baby out right
2: there. Yeah, well. so that's like really close you're like it's gonna it's about to happen i don't need to check someone to be like oh yeah she's completely dilated (laughs) when she's on all fours kind of grunting and is like you know making sounds like that as she's having a contraction it can lead that's a good sign Mm. so what her body is doing also um bloody show so kind of like red discharge Generally will happen because your um, cervix has a lot of blood vessels in in the area. And as it dilates and opens, um, blood vessels break. And women will see when they go to the bathroom. They'll wipe and it'll be just like kind of like a glob of red blood. But it's not a lot. Like she's not bleeding. It's just kind of like, oh, I saw that. So bloody show generally maybe somewhere between four to six centimeters or – six to eight, that's another sign of cervical change. So that's a, a clue for us. Um, the uncontrollable shaking happens at the end. So that's the last kind of key. <laughs> um, and then, as Anna kind of described, she said she looked to the nurse or to Anna Paula and said, I feel like I will die if I have another <laughs> contraction. Yes. There's this, like, dooming feeling or this, this like... <sighs> emotion that they feel and whoever's closest to them that's providing the labor support is just a very intense eye connecting moment where they're just kind of like grabbing onto and saying stay with me I need you because if you're not here I feel like I'm gonna die so exactly how she described it you will <laughs> see a woman do that in transition <laughs> so that's a, a clue um, and yeah, they're, they're oh. just from their facial expression, and you know the general. Your contraction pattern is getting stronger, closer together, more regular. It's not letting go. Though that's a key sign of it's going to happen. And I yeah. will tell women to stay at home just because they've had regular contractions five minutes apart, getting regular, even for two hours. If you've had that, because we say if you've had that for two hours, come to the hospital. You may be doing that for six hours. Mm-hmm you know, and you're still maybe in early labor, or the early active phase. So I say when you feel like you are getting to a point where you will be uncomfortable sitting in a car, which is what you described, before you get to that point or when you're there, come to the hospital. <laughs>
3: <laughs> learn your before your water uh,
2: breaks, hopefully.
0: <laughs> I see sometimes during labor, though, earlier, though, um, that sort of shaking come, not to the same extent Mm-hmm. It's almost like they get a little more shaky, 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 then throw up, and then mm-hmm. it goes away. Right. And then it comes back maybe a few hours later, shaky, 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 throw up, and then it goes away. But that one at the end is like,
2: yeah,
0: it's like big. It's very intense. Very. The first time I saw it look like, I thought, does anybody else see that she's having a seizure? And they're like, oh no, that's normal. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think and sometimes then just pressure. A lot
2: time. of women will say, I feel increased pressure as the baby oh, comes down. Having that, that pressure. pressure. I felt so, it in my
1: back. Yeah. Mm. Like it was like, lower back like into my butt. It just felt I was like it's just it didn't explode. It felt like there was that my skin is going to come apart and there was going to be an explosion. Right before you pushed? Right before yeah. I pushed. And my
2: husband, I remember him telling like, "Can you just hold it?" And I'm like, "It's not like that." <laughs> <laughs> you can't hold it. Just this hold is him. uncontrollable. All right. All right.
0: Like, if you have to pee, can you just hold it for a little bit?
3: Yeah.
1: So, a precipitous labor sounds pretty, like, heaven sent. What are some risks of a
2: precipitous labor? Is, did you tear also with either of your births? Or? No. I, my biggest fear did not come true. Your biggest <laughs> um, And, no, I, I, I did not tear. But um, that can happen mm-hmm. um, as, you know, you're – Especially for a first-time mom, you want to allow the tissue to have time to stretch. Right. And um, that is what first-time babies will do. And it's typical for moms to push anywhere between 30 minutes to two hours, and that's normal. And a lot of that is, you know. Not not my four minutes of pushing. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's
1: probably, like you said, that's probably why it tore because it was so –
2: That won't be the only reason, but it's definitely a contributing factor. Right. I think genetics and your skin and nine pound baby and the (laughs) birth weight and the position. There's so many things that can play a role in why women would tear. Um, Specifically, also I think the position women push in. I think that has a big factor. But can I ask um, what, or in your
1: experience, what's the position that you like never or barely ever see a tear? Like, what is the best
2: position for a non tear, in your opinion? In my personal opinion, the research on this is a little varied, but um, upright positions tend to uh you know like squatting. St- squatting. Yeah. Tend to um, lead
0: to less tearing.
2: T- t- yeah. The lithotomy position is the worst one. Laying on in your terms back, of yeah, laying on with your, your back. Legs like up that. In the air.
0: Yeah,
2: that that um, one's gonna cause the most tearing.
0: Right. But, but everyone's again, different and also like I think sometimes like you didn't have your chance for oxytocin to really kick in, but I think it seems like when when you get to that more oxytocin induced state, that mm-hmm. everything just becomes a little bit more elastic. Yeah. And so, and I'm
2: I was in a lithotomy position pushing for with my first baby, and I didn't tear. So you can't say that that's the right. That yeah. is the reason. There's well, so many other factors. It's funny so. because my
1: right before we pushed, it was because I had all these ideas of like what position I would be yeah. in, and I I went from standing to like you know falling over my pillow during contractions I went into a squat mm-hmm. and it was the worst contraction of my yeah. life like I I was like it, it was awful I just yeah. remember being like this, this is not this yeah. is not <laughs> this how is it's like, gonna happen switch. like I need to and Paul's like try to get on all fours did that had a contraction like that and I was like H- no. no like yeah. this is like I still f- and I was like I just I think I just want to lay down Like yeah. I just want to lay down and that's when I lay down And what was so great is when Goldberg came in last (laughs) minute, like, ready to push. That's his thing. (laughs) What was kind of cool, though, is I I had a plan that I – you know, I had a a labor plan, a birth plan. And he walked in there and he was like – Ready to push? This are you good? This is the position you want to be in? I'm like, yeah. And they like were pulling out the stirrups, and he's like, she doesn't want those. Uh-huh. And I was like, you well, <laughs> read my birth? Like he read it because yeah. it, it was like one of my things. I don't want the stirrups. I want like my husband held one leg, and Anna Paula right. held the other one.
0: He does read it.
1: He does, and he yeah. like knew, it's and then he like, he him. knew well. You know, when the baby came out, he knew that like I didn't want anyone to touch the baby, and that I wanted it to pulsate the yeah, cord. Continued. So like he 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 knew everything that was said. like he he didn't have to look. He right. didn't have to, like, look at his notes. Like, he knew. You know, and I don't think he had time to go over the notes before <laughs> he got there. knew. <laughs> but he knew. Well, that was awesome. Good and I, I think I encourage people to sort of – because you don't know how fast it's going to go. And you don't know if you're, you know, having this crazy fast labor. You're not going to be like, I won this. I won that. Like, write, mm-hmm. write
2: it out. And just give yeah. it to your doctor or whoever, your husband. I huh. think it's nice to sort of have – an idea, but then also be open to that. It might not play out. Uh, but, that by way. Way, <laughs> but by the way, by the way, at the very end, I had this whole thing of
1: like, I want to do what's best for me and the baby. So mm-hmm. like, I understand that this could happen or that could happen. Like so, but like, this is the general idea of like yeah. what I would, what, what what I would want.
0: All right, guys. Um, I want to thank you. For all being here and sharing these great stories of precipitous labor, fast birth. Mm-hmm. Guess what? We're going to actually do another episode on prodromal labor. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> which is I quite can't the come opposite. to that one. <laughs> uh, the well, well, hopefully this one won't be prodromal. Labor. <laughs> Um, no, but actually, I really want to have you back. Uh, you're chock full of information, and and Angelica's a brand new doula. She just finished her training, and uh, did one birth so far. Is that the one we did together? Mm-hmm. And okay. then uh, two. Oh, two, right? And uh, she is taken off. Um, and so, but for us as doulas, it's always nice to talk to you, labor and delivery, because you have the the real 411 intel and also it's good for for women to know the more I think sometimes that they have information women and their partners then we can gauge these things a little bit better so hopefully you will come back and join us again and also tell us how number three goes hopefully uh, who knows if it's only like Anna it'll be after some kind of armed robbery on your way home tonight
2: 45 minutes that was crazy (laughs) I know I I have finals on the 15th the baby's not coming
0: until during
2: the finals
3: no right after the last question. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I also want to find out what the journey's like to becoming a nurse midwife. Um, Anna, thank you for sharing your story and coming now the second time on our podcast. Thanks uh, for having me. be back again anyway to talk about something else, but we'll save that for then. Yes. And uh, everybody should check out Elizabeth Blue. I can't wait. For at the time of this recording, it's coming out in a few weeks, but um,
1: September. Oh, I can't say, you can't say, <laughs> <laughs> but uh,
0: but actually, by the time you hear this, it will be out. So, check out Elizabeth Blue <laughs> and Angelica. Okay. Thanks for joining us as always. Your insight is helpful, and I know you're thirsty for info now on your new journey journey to doula hood. And uh, you always have valuable information because you do like crazy research. You're a good researcher. You can check out Angelica's writings on our blog at informedpregnancy.com, where you'll also find our documentaries, this podcast, and our brand new series, The Real Midwives of Los Angeles. If you have any questions, write to us at info at informedpregnancy.com.